You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Fresh Take Rundown Part 1. We're going to start off with Adam Diesel Power. Yo, how's it going, Josh? It's uh, going not too bad. We have the Oscar nominations out today, so we had to bring in our movie expert. And Adam, I, I would say, like, they're, for these Oscars in particular, and you and I kind of talked about it on some shows over the last months or so here, I didn't think there would be any of that overwhelming, oh man, that person was snubbed. And I don't think we really saw it today. I mean, there's some people upset that Tom Cruise didn't get an actor. I don't consider that a snub. Um, People are mad about the decision to leave, not getting an international nomination. But as you and I discussed uh, on our chat group, it wasn't going around the other ones. Uh, One that seems to be bugging a lot of people, I'm forgetting the actresses, uh, name but the actress at the end of triangle of sadness the uh the the housekeeper the the oh yeah yeah so some people are upset that she didn't get nominated viola davis is probably the biggest snub to me that one stood up probably the most and the women king not getting a nomination i guess mm-hmm. would be my two biggest ones yeah, probably. Like, I mean, there's a lot of surprises. We'll talk about surprises as we go along um, yeah. of things that maybe did, but things that didn't get snu- get didn't get nominated. Like, yeah, the Woman King kind of getting shut out from everything is a bit of a surprise. But Batman didn't get cinematography not, and score. Not and crazy. Superman like, that. like these weren't these weren't nominated. Like these weren't in no. other award nomination discussions really. So I don't know. It's no, pretty not really much a ton what we thought. Yeah, it's pretty much. What we, I mean, even animated i know some people were mad that chip and dale weren't there that was my favorite animated movie but i get it i get why it's not there there's some really good animated movies in there i don't consider it a snub because it's not the end of the world Mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't like expected really yeah so we're gonna go uh let's go from the top to uh to then we'll go to like cinematography and everything at the end we're kind of run by that so we'll start right away with big picture I guess we'll start with the most surprising one, Adam, which is All Quiet on the Western Front, which was a Netflix yeah. movie. Uh, that caught a lot of a, a few people off off guard. Yeah, I think that is pretty surprising to throw it in here. It seems to be following that pattern of of the Academy wanting to put some like ever since Parasite, it's like something international just has to be nominated for Best mm-hmm. Picture, which is a little bit strange. But um, I haven't seen this one. I hear it is really great. Um, so I'm not saying it's a bad movie, um, but it has obviously no chance of winning Best Picture. But it is surprising that it's in there. Um, but it did get a big push towards the end of this sort of award season um, as being a bit of a front runner. But it is it is definitely surprising the amount. Like we'll go through the other categories, but it's in other categories as well, which is quite surprising. So what do you think? Well, I'll, I'll ask you afterwards after we go through the rest of it. Uh, Avatar, Not a Shock, Banshees of Aishirin, To Our Chagrin, Elvis, Everything All all at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, To Your Chagrin, Not Mine, Top Gun, 
uh, Triangle of Cygnus, which did play at SIF. So one uh, one movie nominated for Best Picture did play at SIF, and a lot of people thought Triangle of Cygnus. Two. What's the other one? Sorry. Women Talking. Women Talking also. Okay, so two then. Mm. Um, I guess so. For going back to All Quiet on the Western Front, I guess the, the bottom contenders that were knocked out would be what? Babylon and Woman King? Yeah, Babylon, Woman King, Amsterdam, all that kind of stuff. That well, some like, people thought Wakanda was going to make a push. I didn't see that coming. No, Bat- but there's some honestly, people wanted the Batman. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, there's not a lot um, that feels a surprise to be snubbed from here. I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised that the love for Triangle of Sadness, as that kind of was big at the beginning, kind of fizzled yeah. a little, but it it seems to stuck around. And it got. Yeah. We're going to talk about that along with All Quiet on the Western Front, but. Like Triangle of Sadness is in a lot of categories too, which is a little bit mm-hmm. surprising and pretty cool, I think. Yes, it is. So yeah, two movies that, that were at SIF this year. Um, I have seen so far one, two, three, four, five of them. How many have you seen? I've seen six. Six. So what are you missing then? Um, I really want to see Tar. I yeah, haven't seen Tar. Tar, um, Tar you can fab- get on Apple, by the way, folks. Yeah, The Fablemans, I'm yeah, mildly interested in. I'll watch it. Um, Elvis, I probably won't watch. I have no interest in watching this movie. Um, and All Quiet, I'll probably check that out soon. It's been on Netflix for a little while. Yeah, I'm missing Women's Talking, Tar, Fablemans. And uh, I've seen some of All Quiet, but I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Uh, just mm-hmm. because it is a Netflix film. And then... <clears throat> To many people surprised, I have maybe not after I said they were blue freaks last week. Uh, hasn't, I haven't, haven't seen, seen Avatar. I haven't, I haven't seen Avatar just yet. Yeah. Um, uh, the favorites is Banshees. Feels like I don't today. know what the favorite is, but I I'm that's what I'm leaning towards. It's it's yeah. Banshees with the probably second runner i think here if it can get a big push in the next couple of months i think everything everywhere has a chance to yeah. kind of just blow everything out of the water um because it was just that it, it stuck around for so long like it came out in april i think yeah. maybe even march of this year which is crazy and it stuck around this long and it keeps getting like a second life a third life of people talking about it and getting it reminds excited me about of it. get out Get Out had that as well, where Get Out came out in February, March, and mm-hmm. it just stuck around, and then it got to the Oscars, and then it did seem like, by the very end, a lot, I mean, Peel won for screenplay, mm-hmm. uh, but it seemed at the very end that he kind of faded out a lot, and that's what I do wonder. Sometimes they let these filmmakers get the nomination, but not the first time they get nominated. Top Gun kind of seems like that was thrown to the casuals there. It's like, see, mm-hmm. we have Top Gun. You're either going to get Top Gun or you're getting Wakanda forever. You get Top Gun and you get Avatar. There you go. Because, yeah, Two Top Gun's not in anything else other no. than, like, the, the technical categories, I think. Yeah. It's just because it made a lot of money at the box office. It was good. And it's it's enough to draw people in to be like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. see, Top Gun was really good. It's not. It, it has zero chance. In fact, I'd probably say it's the last place to have a chance to win the Oscar. Yep, it's probably pretty low on the list. Yeah, it's down there with Elvis, probably. Yeah, those are the two uh, there. I guess Elvis is the other one for people. I mean, I would say for movies, it's probably the first time I could say that there is three movies in here that uh, the general population has seen between Avatar, Elvis, and Top Gun. Mm-hmm. 
and everything yep. is pretty close up there but for the main yep. population like three films that a general side of the population have seen going into the oscars mm-hmm. um and, and you're kind of noticing this now but like this has happened since kind of the streaming basically since the pandemic but like all these films are available like if yep. you want to watch any of these films like avatar is wide in theaters pretty much everything else is on a, a free streaming not a free but like a premium streaming service yeah and then only a couple are on on like a paid streaming service like a yeah. pay-per-play so you're, you've got a pretty good opportunity to see a lot of these films which is pretty interesting it makes it a lot more accessible it does so you have a chance before everything happens i mean the oscars are still what two months away so mm-hmm. you have some time to watch jimmy kimmel is hosting it this year um the director we have the daniels for everything always at once todd field for tar martin mcdonough for banshees uh we have robin uh ostland for triangle sadness and steven spielberg for the fablemans spielberg uh won the the globe and so did the Daniels. I don't know how the other awards are just shaking up yet, but it feels like Spielberg is the favorite, but I, I, I'm i hoping for the Daniels. Yeah, I'm, we didn't really talk about it in the best picture because I haven't seen Fablemans yet, but yeah, like we, we said, Everything Everywhere, maybe The Dark Horse, Banshee's probably the number one. Hollywood loves but you, Hollywood. But you never count out Steven Spielberg. No. He's like, for a wrestling reference, he's like John Cena. Like he just... Yeah. You always bet on him. Um, yeah. So I, I think here I don't know. This is a really tough category as well. Um, I, I'm, female I'm kinda, representation again. Yep. And mostly white dudes, old white dudes. Is uh, the director from After Sun? Uh, people. I'm yeah, Charlotte Wells. Right yeah, Charlotte Wells. People were pretty disappointed. Charlotte Wells wasn't in this category. Yeah, they they got a little love for After Sun, but just in in uh, acting, I think. But yeah. I would love to see Daniels just because like they did so much with such a small budget on that film. And I think that's what is really starting to resonate come mm-hmm. award season. People being so surprised with how they were able to achieve what they achieved without being given so much, right? Where you have like Spielberg, they'll give him everything, right? They'll give him anything under the sun to do make his movies, right? But the Daniels kind of like, they had to they had to make things work and they did amazing with it. Um, but I don't know, maybe this is, this might be Spielberg. This might be where you give some love to Triangle of Sadness just because people loved it so much. Um, and he was a big outspoken, um, sort of, sort of rejecting the Academy a little bit after his first big film, Force Majeure, um, which is amazing, by the way, didn't get nominated for International. He was pretty upset about that. Um, and then The Square got nominated um, and now he's nominated in a lot of categories. So maybe it's kind of like a comeuppance for him to to get something here. Yeah, it's a it's a tight one. Uh, best actor. This is this is one of the big ones. Um, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brennan Fraser, Paul Mescal for After Sun, Bill Knighty for Living. All respect to Paul and Bill. They're not in this race. I'm very good for them that they got nominated. It is a mm-hmm three person race in this one and i am terrified that austin butler is the favorite <laughs> i don't think so i i, I still think not, i hope not. um i think you're right paul mescal um is a big up-and-coming star um i think he'll he'll have a great career but he's not in it bill now he's not in it um it's and even colin farrell isn't really in it i don't think at this point 
I think it's Brendan Fraser, Austin Butler, but I think it's got to be Brendan Fraser. I, I don't think so. so. Give it to Austin Butler. I know the Globes was a weird sort of situation where they didn't give it to Frazier, but he's basically worried everything else. And I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. So I'm going to try to say this the best that I can. With the unfortunate death of Lisa Marie Presley, you wonder if there will be sympathy votes that lead towards Elvis for Austin because of how much Lisa Marie enjoyed the film. And I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but I am wondering how the Academy will be swayed by the unfortunate and untimely death of Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, like you could be right for some of the categories where it's like Elvis focused, like the film focused, but I don't think the acting category is where it's going to come in. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, we're, that's both my... for Brendan, we're both rooting for Brendan Fraser. He yeah, it's a, a big come, today. comeback story, and he, he is a great performance. The film isn't really nominated anywhere else, um, so the film is not that great, but that's kind of how it goes, right? Like, the acting awards tend to, don't tend to, two, but Adam? sometimes they're not in the movies that are the biggest movies. He's in that Scorsese film. So I wonder too if some voters would be like, well, we're going to give it to Farrell or Butler because we know he's going to have a kick of the can next year being in a Scorsese film. But he's not, I don't think he's the lead in that, is no. he? No. So I, so. I don't know. I, I still think it's Frazier for Whale. I, I hope you're right. He's just got um, this run. Best actress. Um, again, I think this is a two person race, but really probably just one person race. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde. Andrea Rosenborough for To Leslie, which was Riseborough. Riseborough. That was a surprise yeah. for some people. That's a Viola Davis spot for some people. Uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Always at Once. Uh, this is probably just a one-woman race with maybe Michelle Yeoh on the outside, but it it seems like this is Kate Blanchett's to lose. Hmm. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking this is Michelle Yeoh. I hope so. It's just I think it's her time. Blanchett has I been winning everything. Michelle Yeoh won a few, um, and I think Blanchett is obviously the second. Um, like it's between both of them, right? It's a yeah. two-woman race. Surprised that Blonde got a little bit of love here. Um, did you see the Razzies also? No, I, today? I'm just going to save those. I'm we're going to do those after. Okay, because it's yeah. all Blonde. It's everything oh, God. from Blonde. Um, but the Andrea Riseborough one is really interesting because it was almost like an experiment, right? Mm-hmm. Like how this, it, it was about campaigning. You don't campaign for your film or your your actor or whatever until the very end of the, of the voting to get in, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't start campaigning until two weeks before and they paid, they must have paid, but they got all these big celebrities to be like, Andrea Riseborough was amazing posting all these videos and stuff and it worked which is kind of weird it's just she like knocked out Voila Davis that's what it's we're just like the right? last the last thing that's in your mind right yeah so you could campaign for months before and forget to campaign the last week and you lose um so it, it definitely exposed some weird things in like psychology and voting in the academy um she's a great actress Andrea Riseborough she's in some fantastic films um I haven't seen her in this um, I'm sure not very many people have, um, but just to be there is interesting. Michelle Williams there is is okay, um, but I think it's Michelle Yeoh and I think it's Kate Blanchett as a as a backup. 
yeah, I'm rooting for Michelle Yeoh. And like it was, it's funny, Sean, Sean Fantasy, who's the Ringers uh, movie critic, he was even shocked by it. It seemed like that one, the Andrea one, got a lot of people off guard. And the kind of the consensus is that she knocked out Voila Davis's spot. Mm-hmm. There's always that. There's always one or two, like yeah. that. Like Paul Mescal for After Sun is a little surprising. Yeah. Um, maybe not for some people, but like surprising that it made it to this level. So there's always in the acting, there's kind of like one or two that get kind of thrown in as surprises, it seems. Best supporting, uh, Brandon Gleason for Banshees, Brian Tyree Henry for Cause Away, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Cogan for Banshees, and Kay, I always butcher short round's name. Kihei Kwan. Kihei Kwan for supporting um, three-person race here? No. One person race. You think it's just key? <laughs> I think this is a lock. This one has to be like the only I just lock thought maybe here. Brandon and Barry have an outside chance. No, I think they'll split it is the problem. Okay. Because it, okay. it, it's the film. I think they'll split it. I think the two surprises here for me were Barry. I was surprised mm-hmm. he got nominated. And Brian Tyree Henry is a pretty mm-hmm. big surprise. Um, The film is good. He's really good in it. But didn't get a lot of love anywhere else. So I'm surprised. Um, that it got put up is here. Is that his first Oscar nomination? It might be. I think it might be. Yeah. I don't think he come. was nominated for like Widows or anything. So, um, but uh, it's Kihei Kwan's film. It's his It's yeah. his Oscar this year. It's, I think he's winning that one. It's even more of a comeback story than the Brendan Fraser one. Um, Brendan Gleeson's great. Barry Keegan's great. I don't know about Judd Hirsch, but he's not winning it for the Fablemans. That's just think. a name. It's just a name in there. So, um, yeah, I think that's this is where you'll see. These are usually the first couple of awards that they that they give out. So this will yeah. be the first Everything Everywhere All at Once, I think. I think you'll start with there. Uh, supporting actress, Angela Bassett for Wakanda, Hong Cho for The Whale, Carrie Condon for Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Always at Once. And if I butcher her last name, please forgive me, uh, Stephanie Sue. I, I think so. Sure. I'm not uh, sure. Really happy that she got nominated. I love her and mm-hmm. uh, Miss Maisel, and I was happy to see her kill it in this one. This seems like it's the Bassett Appreciation Award. Yeah. I think that's definitely right for this. Again, same thing as the last category. I think yeah. that everything, everywhere, all at once will kind of split it. Yeah. Although it kind of should be Stephanie Sue if it's someone from that. Like she's yeah. probably the second choice would be my guess, yeah. but I think Angela Bassett just stands out here. I'm really surprised for Hong Chow. Um, really cool. She's an awesome, amazing actress. Been in some great films that we played at. Oh, at she Sif. is too. Like yeah. like every year we play something that she's, she's in, in the menu, Sif. right? She's in the menu this year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She was in a great film called Driveways. She's in um, oh, what was that one? She was in The Watchmen. She was in like a mm-hmm. lot of different things. Yeah, she's coming um, up. So it's cool to see her get nominated here because that was a bit of a surprise. Best original screenplay. You have Banshees, Everything Always at Once, Fable Image, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. I could see Triangle of Sadness. This You're talking about Triangle of Sadness is maybe going to walk away with something. Kind of like how Get Out won something i could see triangle of sadness getting it or i mean everything always at once also is in there i could see kind of a both of the bad i mean this this one's a hard one to go with i haven't seen tar of the fablemans mm-hmm. i don't think fablemans would get it 
I think it could be a uh, a four race because again I haven't seen Tar either, but um, it's an interesting category. It seems rather stacked. Yeah, I think um, this this one is really tough, and I think you mentioned Get Out um, before with everything everywhere at once, and that's where I was thinking if it doesn't mm-hmm. win Best Picture, True. they'll give it screenplay here. Yeah. Um, and then you might just see Ruben Ostlin's Triangle of Sadness get nothing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just kind of thrown in there to be surprising. Um, Banshees has a shot. Yeah, Fablemans again. You never, you never count out Spielberg films. No. Um, I don't think Tar has much of a chance in this category, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to say everything ever all at once. Get it? I think that's my pick. Adapted is interesting. Um, so you have All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, which surprised me when I saw that. <laughs> uh, Glass Onion, the Knives Out film, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. If Top Gun is going to win anything, this is its best chance <laughs> to win something. I would uh, assume it'll be Women's Talking, though. Yeah, I don't know why Top Gun is here. It can't be in here for writing. That's insane. Like that's I, that's an insane. Even, even me, I enjoy Top Gun probably the most of anyone on our crew. And I was like, the writing's not what's getting me in Top Gun. The Kilmer and and Cruise scene is really good, but the the writing is not what makes Top Gun. Yeah, work. and and I guess we're. It seems like maybe they were really hard up to to uh, nominate anything in this category. Yeah, a little bit like. All quiet on the Western Front. No shade to it, but like putting an international film in here is quite surprising. And technically, mm-hmm. an international film in original screenplay, if you want to count Triangle as an international film. Um, Glass Onion doesn't have a hope. I don't think Living has a chance. I hope Top Gun has no chance. Women Talking is my favorite. Um, like I, I really think that like that win. film a I lot. Think I, I, think I think it that will. will yeah, but it could be All Quiet on the Western Front if yeah. uh, people get really behind that film. Best animated film, um, we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, uh, we have Puss in Boots, we have The Sea Beast, and we have Turning Red. This uh, feel, I mean, I would love for Marcel the Shell win, that would be fantastic, but I this feels like it's going to be Pinocchio. It does feel like Pinocchio, and it's probably the best movie yeah. in this category, but I think the crowd favorite and what people would want to win is Marcel. So I think there's a shot for it. Nice. Um, turning red, maybe a little bit. Puss in Boots has had like weird critical and audience acclaim. Mm-hmm. I don't understand sea why. Is weird. Um, I, sea I, Beast is is the definitely like, like the they kind of throw something something a little bit different off the they beat took out our, I think they took out your favorite animated film with Willow. And they took out my favorite with Chip and Dale, and they put Sea Beast there. That could be, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I could see Puss in Boots because it is gaining steam at the right time. I, I don't think it's winning anything here. I think it's doing well at the box office. It's that's fine enough for this film. Um, but I think it's Pinocchio or Marcel. I think you're in right. This category. Uh, best international feature film. This is where Sif really shined, Adam. Uh, we have All Quiet on the, uh, the Western Front, Argentina 1985. That won the Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. Yeah, um, I'm excited that EO got nominated because I absolutely love that film, but it has little to no chance winning here, I don't think. 
you would um, assume All Quiet would win. I think All Quiet, yeah. When you have a film that, that, and that's kind of a bit of a weird spoiler when you end up throwing something in into Best Picture from yeah. International, it'd be like it's gonna win Best International Film. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be crazy not to. Argentina's got to be second, and I'd say maybe Close is probably like the third option. It's a really strong film that won a few awards leading up to it. How many of these were at SIF? Uh, just to the two, Close and EO. Yeah. We're at SIF this year. We had a lot that were on the short list um, mm-hmm. that didn't make it uh, fully nominated. Best documentary feature, All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, House Made of Splinters, and uh, Navalny. Yeah, this one's pretty tough too. We had two of these at SIF. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, which seems mm-hmm. to be kind of the front runner. All we had all that breathes. Um, in January, we did a special screening of it. Um, um, I think it's All the Beauty and the Bloodshed and Navalny. I think it's like kind of between those ones. I do think All the Beauty might be the winner, but it's a really tough call. Unfortunate, just you know, speaking from watching. SIF had so many good sports documentaries and not to see one of those hit the level um, this year is unfortunate, but. Well, doc- documentaries at Oscars tend to be social, social yeah. or environmental change films. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you get a little, a little chance to, to go on stage and, and talk about your cause. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be the route. So I'm not that surprised at it, but. Well, that's why yeah, I thought the... maybe Black Ice would be there. I thought Black Ice would be the one. But I think maybe the controversy with Drake and LeBron and ripping off the IP and stuff, maybe that scared away Oscar people. I think it just struggled to like get out of the gate. Like it hasn't yeah. even been out yet. Like they don't know what no. to do with it, I think. Don't I think see they're LeBron struggling. or Drake yeah. really do anything for it. So. I, I think they're struggling to release it to the general yeah. public in a way that they think is going to make it successful. Yeah. Uh, best short uh, documentary. Again, a few of these were at SIF. Uh, the elephant, no. the elephant whis- whispers. None of these were at SIF. Oh, really? No. Okay. What was none the, of the uh, docs? Okay. Uh, the elephant wh- uh, whispers. Alert. How do you measure a year? The Martha Mitchell effect and Stranger at the Gates. Yeah, the Martha Mitchell effect is probably the big one. Like it's a Netflix short um, that played at Tribeca this year. Um, it's always these shorts are like 40 minutes long. Documentary shorts are always the long, the long ones. Um, I've only seen one. I've only seen Stranger at the Gate. Um, it's a really powerful film if they want to go the sort of like homegrown terrorist route, like anti-war thing, but then they nominate Top Gun. So I don't know what the Academy's thinking this year. So we're kind of in that ballpark. But I think Martha Mitchell effect, um, just being that sort of high high visibility short film i think that will help it it win here i misspoke the short films are where we had more stuff at sif right in in both of the other categories we have some sif stuff yeah uh so for best action short film we have an irish goodbye i cannot pronounce this so forgive me people uh avalu uh then we have lee pupil night ride and the red suitcase um yeah so two of these played at sif irish and irish goodbye and night ride um night ride won the tribeca film festival um it's really good it's a really great representation in this film um 
it's funny it's but it's like poignant and saying things um the red suitcases i don't know where it's from but it's an iranian story um about um i think it's it's about like refugees and uh and sort of women being being kept down um irish goodbye is really great as well but i think it's the pupil um it's just the disney plus push behind that one like it's mm -hmm. it's long too like i think it's almost 40 minutes it's 37 um, minutes and it's on disney plus it's been on for a little while i think that sort of push behind it usually helps um and it has it's a pretty famous director if i remember correctly um who who made this one directed yeah she's by made a few films war watcher yeah, she's made a few films. Um, she's pretty established, sort of, in in the film world. She did the Wonders. Um, Heavenly so Body. I wouldn't be surprised if it's that. I think it's that film. I, I think Night Ride might be might have a chance as well. And then uh, animated short film: The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and the Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchant, My Year of Dicks, and an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. This one, I have some personal wishes with it. I guess yeah. some uh, getting greedy with it. But The Flying Sailor is made by um, two women, Wendy Tilby and Amanda Forbes. They are from Calgary. They live in okay. Calgary. They've been nominated yeah. a handful of times, I think, uh, both separate and together. One best animated, animated short film, film at the Calgary Film Festival. Yeah, they won this year for Flying Sailor. Flying Sailor's played every festival under the sun this year, won winning so many awards. I think it has to be Flying Sailor. That would be an amazing sort of story for them. It'd be a cool story for Calgary, um, for the two women um, to get this award. Um, it's a really great, a little bit experimental, weird story, um, but the animation is fantastic. Um, the other one that played Sip was The Ice Merchants, and that one's really cool too, the, mm -hmm. the style of one. it. It's fantastic. Um, and My Year of Dicks was not my favorite one. I, I saw that this year um, leading into the festival. Um, I haven't seen the other ones. I'm Ice not sure where they're won, available. Uh, can Melbourne and Chicago film festivals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ice Merchant has done really well. But I, I, I think and I hope it's The Flying Sailor. I think it's a really cool, cool story. And I'd love to see Calgary kind of put on the map there a little bit. It also won uh, the Ottawa Film Festival as well. The Ottawa Animation Film Festival. Um, best original score, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon Hive. It can live <laughs> for a little bit. Babylon gets a nomination. Uh, Banshees, Everything Always at Once, and The Favement. A lot of people were pissed off that Batman wasn't here. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I would say Everything Always at Once or Banshees here. I honestly don't know. This is a real big uh, surprise, honestly, for me. Um, the uh, what's her name? No I'm Top Gun either, which is a little bit surprising for me. I'm trying to look her up. I think she's Icelandic. Hildur Gladner. Mm -hmm. uh, she did the score for Tar and the score for Women Talking this Isn't year. Isn't Tar mostly music? Yeah, and so both yeah. of those films, same person did the score. She was in all like she had at least one of her films nominated in every other award both of those were shortlisted here and neither of them showing up that's definitely feels like a surprise because i would have probably chosen either one had she come in yeah um and at this point i honestly don't know who's winning this one 
I'm kind of leaving like a total blank on this one. We'll go everything just for now. Uh, best original song. We have applause from Tell It Like a Woman by Diane Warnin. We have Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop. We have Lift Me Up Forever by Rihanna. We have Natu Natu from RR. And we have This Is a Life, Everything Always at Once by Ron Lott and David Brain. I know you're disappointed, Adam, that Good Afternoon did not got nominated. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> there are some people that were upset it didn't get nominated. Yeah, well, it's Taylor, a terrible Taylor song Swift, and it's a terrible movie. Taylor Swift and also didn't get <laughs> Taylor Swift also didn't get nominated. feel bad if they like it. Um, yeah, this is where you kind of get weird films kind of thrown in, like Tell Like a Woman, yeah. um, things that aren't nominated anywhere else. This has to be just a one song race and it's got to be natu natu um from rrr it's just like the fact that rrr did not get submitted is pretty surprising you think it's submitted india didn't choose it as its official film really um, it's an it's an interesting film because it's yeah it's doing these gangbusters numbers and people love it and are like raving about it but it's it's to me similar to top gun in the way that like its message and its themes are really troublesome because it's it's a great film it's action it's so fun it's wild but it's like political and its political angle maybe turned off the indian government from submitting it as its official choice makes sense um so but that doesn't mean it's it's not eligible for other categories it just means it's not an international right film so it didn't get submitted there, but it's won like almost every every original song. Seeing them perform it live would be amazing. So I think I think they're gonna have to like if they have them perform it last and then they give the award to someone else, I think there might be booze at the awards. Depends if they give it to Rihanna or Gaga. I'd still think you hear booze from people, not like because it's gonna be a crazy performance. Uh, next up, we have Best Sound. We have All Quiet on the Western Front. We have Avatar. This is where the Batman goes. Elvis and Top Gun. Um, I would I, I take Elvis out for Best Sound. I would go with like an action movie like an Avatar, the Batman, or Top Gun here. All Quiet on the Western Front, obviously, being a Warren film, has a chance too, but I, I'll go with the Batman there. I do. Batman did have some pretty good sound design and stuff with their chase scenes and things like that yeah but it's also just kind of the thrown in pick here a little bit just to yeah put it somewhere i i think it might be something because i don't think top gun is going to win visual effects no that's unfortunately avatar. so i think you might just give sound to top gun here you could do that makes sense uh that's my production thought. production design all quiet avatar babylon elvis fableman's avatar Anything visual, I'm just giving to Avatar by default. But production design is different, right? Mm, yeah, true. Not necessarily because uh, because there is a it's lot a, of production design in Avatar. It's the sets and it's, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that might be something where Babylon could come away mm -hmm. with it or true. Fableman's, um, just because it's Hollywood liking Hollywood. 
Um, all quiet on the Western Front had some great production design from what I've seen. Um, but I don't think it gets it here. So I think it's between Babylon and Fablemans. I think it's Fablemans just to keep Makes sense. Just to not give anything to Babylon this year, I guess. <laughs> uh best cinematography, all quiet on the western front. Um Bardu, Elvis, Empire of the Light, and Tar all say all quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, this is really surprising. I'm no Batman. I'm so I'm drawing a blank here for who did the cinematography because I don't have it on my list here. Um, for all these, but well, the biggest name is Empire of the Light was Robert Deakins. Mm-hmm. Roger Roger Deakins because it's uh, Sam Mendes, Sam yeah. Mendes film. Um, but it's not nominated for anything else. It's a no. it's a it's a subtle film, I think. Um, yeah. it's a little bit of a smaller feeling film. Um. This one might be Elvis. Bardo, I'm assuming it's uh, Inarutu's usual cinematographer. Did he do this one as like a one take, like all his other movies? Or Probably. I don't know about it. Um, so I'm thinking it's this might be where Elvis wins because it, it's just kind of like those, like it, it's it's amazing set pieces. It's big, mm-hmm. big scale. Um, so it's surprising that some things aren't here. Honestly, but all quiet on the Western Front. I feel like it's between that and Elvis for this uh, one. Best makeup and hairstyling. All quiet on the Western Front. The Batman, Wakanda Forever, Elvis the Whale. I would say Black Panther, but Whale has a very good uh, mm-hmm. case. Yeah, I think it's the Whale here. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna ride that Brendan Fraser train yeah. through on this one. I don't think uh, uh, what the other ones have a chance really. Costume is Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, everything always at once, and Miss Harris goes to Paris. This is where I do think Black Panther wins that. Hmm. I was going to say Elvis. Elvis has a chance as well, yeah. I think it's kind of between those. I think because you have all the Wakandan people, you have all the, I'm forgetting, a nerdism is getting questioned right now, but I'm forgetting yeah, the, uh, the, the Neymar, Neymar, the the Neymar people, because they keep on, <laughs> they change what they were. Uh, all those those though those individuals that I, my pick would be for Wakanda there. Yeah. Uh, film editing. It. We have Banshees, Elvis, Everything Always at Once, Tar and Top Gun. I'll go with Everything Always at Once. I think so too. I think there's probably an argument for Tar here, but I haven't seen it. I can't really go that route. Best visual I think everything effects. Everywhere. El- uh, Avatar. You I'm don't even need to rest. say. Yeah. I'm not reading. <laughs> I'm not reading the rest. I'm not. Just for just if you should really want to know, quite on the Western Front, Batman, Black Panther, Top Gun, but there's less than zero percent. Yeah, uh, Avatar is winning that, and rightfully so, I think. Yeah, um, and then uh, also Michael J. Fox will be winning the Humanitarian Award, rightfully so. Uh, nominations: eleven for Everything Always at Once, and then nine for All Quiet on the Western Front and Banshees, eight for Elvis, seven for Fablemans. Six for Tar and Top Gun. That is that is a sentence. That is a mm-hmm. sentence, Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five for Wakanda. Four for Avatar. Three for Babylon, the Batman Triangle, Sadness, and the Whale. And two for Living and Women Talking. I just am very surprised that sort of my my favorite film of the year has kind of become the the top runner here, and I'm 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 pretty happy for that. Like I'm excited for the Daniels and for that whole team. Um, with everything everywhere all at once and, and what I hope, happened to weird I hope they by can the win way? some it, it was never in uh it never even got fully submitted like right. so 
to be eligible, you have to play, I don't know exactly it, but you have to play for at least a weekend in certain theaters in New York and certain theaters in LA. And we're and Roku refused to put it in theaters in LA. They did New York. And so even though the song at the end of the movie, um, Weird Al talks about how his song, he's doing an original song, and now this song is eligible for Oscar consideration, it wasn't because they wouldn't play it in LA. I guarantee you it would have got comedy <laughs> nomination for, for the Globes if it would have. I think it would have got something for the Globes for sure, but I don't know why they didn't. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, All Quiet on the Western Front really snuck up. There's a lot of stuff mm. there on it. It feels like that could be a movie that rides a wave. I, I see like, I could see an everything wave or an always, uh, always Quiet on the Western Front run or a Fableman's or Elvis wave. I could see a wave from those four movies. I don't know. Banshees too. Banshees, Banshees could too, just, yeah. yeah. Like there, there's just so many ways it could go this year. I don't, I think All Quiet had its run by getting these nominations. Right. Um, Similar to like last year, Drive My Car was True. that big Japanese yeah. film that got nominated multiple categories, um, best picture, and then is kind of forgotten a little bit now in that conversation so i think we already hit peak all quiet like it'll it'll win international but we kind of hit the peak of it um but i do think it's everything everywhere banshees and then maybe fableman's as like a a dark horse what is this year's coda not not necessarily i guess in a sense of when we did the last year we had coda on the outside chance to win and it ended up winning because Power of the Dog, we thought would win for sure, and Power of the Dog did not win a lot last mm-hmm. year. What is this year's coda that could really have like a last second big campaign to get things going for it? Maybe that's Triangle of Sadness. Mm. I think that might be, or Women Talking, just because it's so new. Like, yeah, Women Talking only just came out in in normal theaters this week, so people haven't had a really had a chance to see it. Um, so I do think those two are maybe those like dark horse ones. Um, but I really think it's kind of up to three, three films. Yeah. All Everything right. everywhere, Banshees and a little bit of Fableman's. So you, are you happy with these nominations? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm happy that everything everywhere is there. I'm happy. Like they all make sense to me. Oh my, no, Maya Goff. I was pissed off about, and I, I guess I saw it coming. But yeah. I was disappointed that no Maya Goff in there. And I saw a little bit of buzz online that people were upset that Maya Goff didn't get nominated. But it's, you know, I think at least to put her on the page, kind of like we had Jenna Ortega put on the page this year. Maya Goff was put on the page this year. Mm-hmm. Like people are not going to ignore her. Like Maya Goff will have her time in the sunshine. She is a tremendous actress. She will get her her time in the sunshine. She the has sun. this uh, film that just played at Sundance yesterday, uh, Infinity Dance. Pool and another horror one so she's she's doing all right but yeah i'm i'm kind of like i don't i don't really get upset at snubs because i like feel like i know how the academy is gonna pick um and you kind of know where things are going so this feels right for what the academy is going to choose does it feel right for my favorite things no but i don't think that's what this is this is not my favorite awards this is the academy awards exactly uh let us go to the razzies Ooh, worst picture i have seen one of these 
I'm proud of myself. And I only saw one because it got memed to death. Um, Blonde, Good Morning. That was the Machine Gun Kelly film. Uh, the King's Daughter. I never really had heard of that. Morbius and Disney's Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw I th- two of these. It's got to be more of in time, right? I think it has to be. Yeah. I, th- I think Blonde is here as just like, Blonde is in a lot of these categories as being very distasteful, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a bad movie. If yeah. I'm, like it's very well made and very well done, but it's very, it's in poor taste potentially. Um, yeah, where I, Morbius is just a terrible movie. Morbius <laughs> is so bad. Uh, I will say back to the Oscar really quick. Anna Damas, I think it with her getting nominated, some people were kind of bring up the same point. I think it they looked at it as more as the portrayal and the performance of what she did, of anything. And Anna, as a performer, did a tremendous job. Right? It's mm-hmm. there's questionable stuff with Blonde, but uh, worst director, uh, Judd Apatow for The Bubble, that bad. Andrew Dominic for. Uh, Blonde, Daniel Espinosa for Morbius, Machine Gun Kelly for Good Morning, and Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> that one hurts my soul to say for Pinocchio. What's if if Apatow won, I guarantee you Apatow would show up. Yeah, he might. Um, I don't know much about this Morbius guy, but I feel like at this point he'd have to show up. Yeah. <laughs> like, might as well just like what else fully, has he done? fully lean into this. Nothing um, big. Nothing I'd really heard of. It's not Dominic because he's not a bad director. No. Right. And I don't same think... with same with Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I feel that like Zemeckis has say. been here before though. Has he not? Uh maybe for that one that he did with Carell that was pretty bad too. Um he's had a few swings and misses. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But it, yeah, it is surprising to see his name there. Worst actor. Pete Davidson for Marmaduke. Tom He's just Hanks a voice. For, yes. Uh, Tom Hanks for Pinocchio. Machine Gun Kelly for Good Morning. Jared Leto for Morbius. And Sylvester Stallone for Samaritan. They're not going to give it to Tom Hanks. They're going to give it to Leto. Yeah. He is that movie. Yeah. Unfortunately or fortunately. However you want to put it. Uh, worst actress Ryan Kiri Armstrong for Firestarter, Rice Dallas Howard for Jurassic World. Thank you. There should have been more Jura- Jurassic World, should have been a worse picture, actually. Uh, Diane Keaton for Mac and Rita, Kaya Scorpio for The King's Daughter, and Alicia Silverstone. That is a name yeah. I have not said for a while. I know for the Requin. Um, I don't know. I've only seen one of these films, so I can only go with the one I saw on Bryce Dallas, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is bad. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see it. Is she bad uh, or is the movie bad? Both. <laughs> both. both. Okay. Uh, supporting actor, Pete Davidson, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks for Elvis. That's hilarious. Yep. Uh, Xavier Samuel for Blonde. Mood Sun, I don't know who that is, for Good Morning, and Evan Williams for Blonde. So Evan uh, Williams, I went to the same school as Evan Williams. Oh, did you? He's from Calgary, and he uh, he was on Degrassi for a little while, and he's been in a yeah. lot of other things. And this was a pretty big role for him. He's like in that 
three-way love triangle with Anna de Armas in Blonde. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say he's bad. Um, and it's the other guy, Xavier Samuel is the other guy in that love triangle. It's up here because of the film. Plays Charlie um, Chaplin Jr. But for him, like Evan Williams, it's like people might be like, oh, it sucks that like his first major role, he's up for a Razzie. But you're up against Tom Hanks and like Pete Davidson. It kind of like puts your name on the map. Mm-hmm. So um, I just hope it's Tom Hanks. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, it would probably be Pete Davidson, though. Uh, we're supporting actress Adria Ajorna for Morbius. Fan Bing Bing for the 355. Lorene Barico for Pinocchio. Penelope Cruz for the 355 and Maria Sorvono for Lamborghini. These are names I have not said in years. Yeah, Maria Sorvino. Um, I've heard the 355 is horrible. It seems very bad. The woman in Morbius was terrible, though. Yeah, she was really bad. (laughs) I don't know. Just a clean Uh, sweep for Morbius. Worst screen combo. Both real-life characters in the fallacious white house bedroom scene Mm -hmm. okay you know who that is yeah uh (laughs) and andrew dominic and his issues with women in blonde tom fanks tom hanks and his latex laden face (laughs) machine gun kelly and mood sun and the two 365 day sequels I don't know what those are. I don't uh, even I, know what that. It's a Netflix thing, I think, right? Yeah, the Tom Hanks thing made me laugh, so I'll go over Tom Hanks. Unless, I mean, you I, know the blonde. I haven't seen Blonde, so I think this is where you give it to Andrew Dominic and Blonde, just because of the maybe the issues with the film itself. Mm-hmm. So I'll, you scared I'll give me it away from one. Blonde. You scared me away. <laughs> Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel: Blonde, three sixty-five days. Firestarter, Jurassic Park, and Pinocchio. Jurassic Park is just really bad. So hmm. I'm going to go with Jurassic Park. But I think I, Pinocchio's I mean, seen... probably got a shot. Pinocchio's got... And I heard Firestarter is really bad, too. Yeah. Uh, Worst screenplay, Blonde, Good Morning, Jurassic World, Morbius, and Pinocchio. Morbius. Can you give it to Morbius if there wasn't a screenplay? <laughs> yeah. What if there was no screenplay and it's just Jared Leto and who's the other guy? Oh, Matt Smith. Yeah, just like they riffing should have and improv. They should have the award <laughs> on here of I'm not in the I fuck it performance in a bad movie should be in here, and that's Matt Smith. It's like fuck it, I'm just gonna do whatever. I don't give a shit. I mean, that would be hard because it would always just be Nicolas Cage. This is true. I guess he would have to retire. He'd go to the Hall of Fame. But it should Matt be called Smith- the Nicolas Cage Award. It should be. Matt Smith knew he was in a bad movie. Yeah. And just said, fuck it. He went for it. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Uh, we'll end here really quickly. Um, we got a chance to, uh, Adam and I, check out uh, Sif put on a really cool uh, event at the uh, the Jubilee Auditorium for first episode of The Last of Us. Um, really, really rad to get the chance to get a chance to see with the set designers and everything. I got to talk to a costume designer about uh, what went into everything and then having the screening of stuff and Adam uh, had the stayed for the Q and a afterwards. 
Um, really, really cool event uh, to see Calgary film get showcased and continue to grow. Yeah, it's a cool event because Calgary really put on a lot for The Last of Us over the last year. Um, like it was almost a full year shoot in the city. And it kind of like pushed our industry to grow and expand and learn and change um, here, which was really cool. Lots of people, I was, I keep hearing stories about people in the trades who like have left their jobs to go be, be like working on sets, like woodworkers or electricians or whatever, who are now like working full time on film stuff, film and television in Calgary, which is very cool. So building that industry, having HBO come and throw a whole bunch of money like Game of Thrones type money into our city to help turn it around and build our industry here too. Um, it's really cool. And it was a night of just respect and admiration and a thank you to everyone who worked on that project. It was, they they wouldn't let us screen a, uh, an episode before it had already aired, which is totally mm -hmm. fair. So we saw an old, an episode that was like just about a week old, um, but everybody was there to celebrate and see people that worked on the film. And uh, Gabriel Luna coming in and and Rose, uh, one of the executive producers and the head of HBO gave a chat afterwards, um, which was again, yeah, real like rah-rah for the province and rah-rah for um, the Alberta film, Calgary film industry of just being like, we did an awesome thing here. We should all be really proud. And it's cool that we have an industry that can grow and move forward going, going to the next couple of years. And hearing the head of HBO, like, they're pretty happy with how everything mm -hmm. went. And so that's good for Calgary and Alberta as a place to come film it. I mean, I'll, uh, HBO isn't, I don't have to say that HBO is on a heater. They're always on a heater, but right now HBO is on one of the greatest heaters they've ever been on right now with the success of house, of the dragon. Then they went to white Lotus, which was the ultimate water cooler show last year. And the viewership jumped. When I say jump for last of us for episode two, it took another level and they're going to go from that. It looks into the White House plumbers that has Woody and a bunch of other people in it that seems to have some high praise going to it. And then to Succession and then to another season of Barry and so forth and so forth. So HBO is an absolutely on maybe one of the hottest streaks it's ever been on right now. And for Alberta and Calgary to hold a piece of part of that is really, really cool. It is really cool because even if you don't talk Last of Us, it's a, it's a massive, massive organization that's yeah. that's making huge waves in entertainment right and then them coming here and saying like we're excited to be in calgary because we're bringing the biggest thing we have right now to here when you're already a huge organization that's pretty exciting so yeah. i'm hopeful that they can come back i hope they come back for season two um yeah i don't know if that's spoil let me just say there's a good chunk of season two that will take place in seattle so everyone already knows that a good chunk of it's like going to be shot game. in Vancouver. From the yeah. game, yeah. But there is some stuff in Wyoming. So, you know, there could be still some stuff shot here in Calgary for, for season two. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. So. Hopefully hopefully it also attracts other HBO maybe projects to come here or like yep. other, other big productions and keep this industry kind of rolling. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting that, you know, they'll have a chance if everything... We just have to see what the Fargo date is, if it makes that May cutoff. But you potentially could to see two Calgary shot dramas nominated this year that have decent chances of winning. Mm -hmm, um, I Emmys. mean, it'll be hard. I'm not going to get into the Emmys just yet, but this drama side is going to be a, a damn nightmare this year with Saul 
probably Last of Us, uh, Succession, Mando. Like it's going to be an absolute slaughterhouse this year for the for the drama of this year. It's going to be really tough. Um, but again, yeah, really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. Again, it was kind of some of the cool things we got with Sif, right? Of talking to those content creators, right? Of someone that has come from the sports world and does such a job of covering sports. But I get this once in a while when we have Sif and we have some of these situations like Comic Expo, getting to talk to those people in those industries that Adam always gets to. It's really cool that I get to have started to have more of a sliver into that and talk to people that did the costume design or the set design and kind of get to see their brain and talk to them about watching the game and how they went about stuff that stuff was really really rad yeah i think part of this too was like singing the praises of of the unsung heroes almost of of film like the people that are doing jobs that are are usually look like totally glossed over like people that wouldn't even make it to the credits of something like this right and you do think about that when when someone moves like an actor a big actor comes to a city and they hang out there for a few weeks and they shoot their thing and then they go home. Um, like Gabriel came here for five months. And even when they do come and like just shoot their thing, they're not just like sitting in their trailer. I mean, some actors might be, but you're not really just sitting in their trailer. So Gabriel talking on stage, he would then be shouting out when they ask him a question, he'd shout out like the location manager who he was sitting around and they would talk about video games every day. And so he like gave a shout out and the guy stood up in the crowd and then it was like, oh, and the hair and makeup person or like he would shout out these people that wouldn't have even made the credits, but people that had an impact on him or made a connection with him. And that's really cool. That's cool to like to to show those people and give them a little bit of shine. So. And I remember when Fargo won for the first time, they gave Calgary a shout out and I, you don't see that a lot. So it does show how much Calgary makes an impact when they when these creators come to the sets right that you when you're on the biggest stage whether it be an emmy or an oscars or whatever that these content creators are giving the city a shout for the filming experience there because it was so good and i thought kind of on your point adam on the q a they had everyone stand up before they started the q a like who mm-hmm. started the film yeah, that was really cool round applause so that was really really rad as well yeah so, yeah it was it was a cool experience and then just Finally, Devin and I did a whole review on that, and Devin and I will do a whole separate pod talking about episode two, uh, but just kind of your first part, uh, just your quick review of watching the first episode. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I mean, it looks fantastic. Everything feels on point and on brand with the game, um, and, it, and it is elevated to like a different level. Like you can tell there's there's the care and the, and the budget thrown into this production. Um, I liked it. I honestly can't say too much about like the storyline or anything because we're not really going anywhere yet. Yeah. Um, with it, but it's it's still pretty exciting. Yes, it is. I'm right, well, looking forward to it. I'm probably gonna run to the to the door here until next time. <laughs>